Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Love Curvy Yoga. I am so excited to now be co-hosting this podcast with Liz Eskridge. (laughs) As you can see, we already have a lot more energy for it between the two of us. I love it. it, There's really something about collaboration and having someone else's energy to make you feel like you can do something. Yes, (laughs) that's true. Thank you for being with us, Liz. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, For those of you who don't know Liz or haven't heard the news, she has been with us in Curvy Yoga for a long time. She was a student in the very first teacher training that I led in 2013. She's since co-led five of those programs with me. She was our studio manager in Nashville. She's helped out with a bunch of other stuff. So it only makes sense that now she is on in a in another f- official capacity as our curvy operations officer. So yay. <laughs> so I am really excited to be bringing the podcast back and we're going to be introducing some new segments, uh, kind of bringing in some different information um, than in past seasons. So we're really going to be interested in your feedback and what you'd like to hear more about from us. Yes, for sure. So let's get into our first segment. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So we will, um, weekly, we'll kind of start out with, well, there's no telling where we'll start, but somewhere in the beginning, (laughs) (laughs) we are going to share with you the highlights and the lowlights of our week. So I, my highlights and lowlights of this week are kind of, um, intertwined. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So my high for this week is that it's October, which fall is my favorite, Um, I love October. I love November. I also really like December, but, um, it is October in Tennessee, which means it's, uh, 90 degrees. So (laughs) my high is that fall is here. And my low is that this is not fall. (laughs) (laughs) This is summer. (laughs) It's like a slightly less humid summer. Yeah. I mean, it is slightly less humid. Um, but I am from upstate New York, fun fact. So to me, like once October hits, it's time for like apple cider and donuts and pumpkins and sweatshirts and, you know, 50 degree nights, but we're just not here. So it messes with my head a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) but there are worse things. So (laughs) Well, I hate to make you mad now that I live in Portland, but here we go. (laughs) I took, uh, Henry, my dog for a walk this morning. It was 45 degrees. I had to wear a sweater. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. I'm sending all my sweaters to you. (laughs) I mean, you have some cute sweaters, so I'm here for it. I really do. (laughs) And quite frankly, come next week, if things don't change, I'm wearing them anyway. (laughs) You're going to be like, why did I have a heat stroke? (laughs) Yeah. The kids are like, why is the thermostat set to 62? And I'm like, because it's sweater weather. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, speaking of my dog, one of my highs this week is I was taking him for a walk on another day and he was behind me and I kind of saw him out of the corner of my eye flop onto the ground, which is (laughs) unusual. And I was like, what is he doing? And he seemed really playful. And I looked back at him and I was like, Hey, what's going on? And he stood up and he just did a somersault. 
I can't. Your dog is going to be in the Olympics. (laughs) It was so funny. And I was just like very delighted by it the whole rest of the day. Oh, I love that. I kept telling Nick what a great dog we have. (laughs) As though I'm personally responsible for his personality. I love it. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, Milo, which I feel like could be my low every week is mm-hmm. just trying to drag myself out of the news. Ah, uh, yeah. And when I say that, I do not mean bury my head in the sand, which is right. not what I'm all about. Yeah. But I mean like trying not to look at it 500 times a day and cut that back right. to 100. <laughs> right. Like you could watch it 100 the 500th time. It's all the same anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not getting any new or helpful information. I'm just making no. myself feel... So much worse. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to channel that into some productive action and donating <laughs> instead. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, it could be 90 degrees in Portland. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> I have the cool tents to motivate me into action. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Okay, so let's go into our next segment. Awesome. So our next segment is called Corner of the Curve. This is Liz's amazing name. <laughs> and this is where we're going to kind of have a main topic of the week. And we're going to go back and forth between conversations between the two of us, some solo conversations, and also interviews with our curvy yoga teachers and mm-hmm. many other people. So if you have recommendations for who you'd love for us to talk with, definitely let us know. We're all ears. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is the three to five top things that we have done for ourselves, not including yoga and meditation, because we felt like, okay, you already know that those are on our list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're just going to go back and forth. Liz, what's your first one? So my first one is, um, it, I was actually, it hit me last night. I was like, oh, this is actually a really good one. So one thing that I've done, not only for myself, but for my family, if you don't already know, I have two children. And one thing that I've done for us is I let us eat dinner in front of the television. So in our, you know, in our culture, we have ideas about like what healthy families look like and healthy families do. And I think if you were to talk to some people, they would say like healthy families, um, or families that communicate well or whatever, sit at the table at dinner together every single night. Nobody has their phones on. Um, and they're talking about their days and they're eating and everyone is happy and it's great. And a few years ago I was like, we're going to be that family. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so we attempted to kind of sit at the table together every single night and eat. And it was terrible. Um, <laughs> If it works for your family, I'm very happy for you. But like I have one child who at the end of the day needs to kind of recharge because she's been with people all day long. And I have another child who could just be with people every day, every second of his entire life and he would be fine. And so he's very engaging. She kind of needs to pull away. There would end up being like fights at the table. Nobody wanted to talk to anybody. Everybody was really angry that we were there. (laughs) So 
I was like, you know what? Never mind. And so last night we were sitting on the couch. We were all together. We were eating dinner and we were, we found like a few shows that all three of us like, which is very rare. Mm. So we were watching the show called the good place while we ate that we all love. I love that show. And yeah, we love it. And Jaya goes, um, that's my daughter and she's 15. She said, I love it that we have a show that we all like. Now, Aww. it's out of character for her to say something like that. Mm, I love <laughs> it. And I realized in that moment, like, it is okay. Because I definitely had to, like, squash the mom guilt about the fact that we are, not all the time, but frequently eating dinner in front of the television. Um and I've had to be like, it's okay, it's okay. And last night when she said that, I was like, you know what? It actually is okay. I'm not just telling myself it's okay. It actually is okay. Like, we are all happy sitting here together doing this thing. We've found a thing that we all kind of connect on. Like, it is it is okay. And if it's not, they can just fix it in therapy when they grow up. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so my number one, I told Liz the other day what I was going to say, and I'm keeping it my number one, and that is Zoloft. So some of you know, I talked about this on the podcast, I don't know, a couple years ago, probably. Um, and you probably also know that I am a big proponent of yoga being a tool that can be so supportive in your life, but that doesn't mean that it can address every single thing that's happening with you. Right. And for me, I think once I started to kind of work through all the dieting and body image stuff in therapy and began to do more yoga and found other forms of movement I enjoyed and meditated and just did, did kind of all the things that they quote unquote say that you should do. Um, the quieter I got with my body, the more I realized there is this undercurrent of anxiety that's here mm. all the time that never goes yeah. away. This real yeah. sense of like dread and the shoes, what shoe's going to drop next. Um, even though that was very often not really what was going on in my life, it was just that kind of drumbeat was always there. And mm. so finally, I talked to my doctor about it and I told her all the things I had tried acupuncture, all the things I other mentioned, journaling, et cetera. She's like, yeah, you've done so many things. Like, let's just try you on Zoloft on this lower dose and see how it goes. And if it's helpful, then great. And if it's not also great, we can try something else. Yeah. So I tried it and I started it in November, 2016, which was a complete coincidence, but (laughs) a very helpful one. (laughs) The universe totally looking out for you. Yeah. (laughs) And it took a little while to feel the effects. I think they say that it takes maybe like six or eight weeks or something. Yeah. Um, But over a little bit of time, I was like, oh my gosh, this feeling that I always had in my chest is not here anymore. That's amazing. And I was afraid it was going to numb me out to all my other feelings. Right. Um, But that didn't happen for me. I know that that may happen for some people. I've heard that before. But um, for me on the dose that I'm on, that hasn't happened. So I still feel my other feelings. I just don't feel this dread all the time. So now I'm like an unpaid spokesperson for Zoloft. (laughs) (laughs) Or like whatever, not that particular drug, just whatever helps you. (laughs) And I like my favorite thing to say now is that my husband, Nick, is the best thing that happened to me. But Zoloft is second and like, <laughs> it's real close some days. <laughs> oh, amazing. 
thing. <laughs> I love it. All right. What's your number two? That's what, So my number two is I let myself um, quit a job earlier this year. So technically I've quit two jobs this year, but that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the first job, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, which is great because it's led us here and it's great. But I last fall um, was offered really what I thought was kind of my dream job. The position wasn't necessarily my dream, but working for this organization that I've um, been a part of for a very long time, over a decade, um, was a dream. And I was really excited. Um, and I got in really quickly and realized there's some things here that just don't sit right with me. Um, and it was very uncomfortable. And I thought, you know what, it's okay. Like I'm here maybe to kind of bring light to some of these things, to be a different voice in some of these discussions. Um, and I very quickly realized that is not actually uh, acceptable here. Mm. <laughs> That's not really allowed. And so um, it felt, as I started feeling like, I don't really know how long I can do this for because the conflict is very deep um, and really touched on things that I feel most passionately about. Um, these weren't just like little things. These were for me things that are quite big. Um, and I just was like, I don't know. I don't want my name on this. Like, I don't know how long I can do this for, but quitting felt very irresponsible. Like this was a very adult job with a salary and good benefits. And, you know, you just felt like, I just felt like, why you can't really leave this. Mm. (laughs) And so I was really only there for like seven months and I really intentional, was really intentional about, um, trying to shed light on some things that were going on, trying to offer different perspectives on things as a way to feel like it's okay. Like I'm here for this. Let me do this. But after about six months of that, I realized like this is, there are some other things that need to change in the organization in order for these things to even be heard. And that is not going to happen. So I let myself quit a job, even though it felt it was, I knew it was the right thing to do, but there was also this conflict where I was like, this feels very irresponsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to quit feels really irresponsible. Like you are, you are in charge of two other people and, um, you can't just quit jobs like this, but it definitely was the right thing to do. And so I let myself do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like so often we don't let ourselves get out of situations that aren't healthy for us. So yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I feel like my my next one is kind of related sort of, which is, um, being less busy. Mm, yeah. So for years, and by that I mean like my whole life up until two or three years ago, <laughs> I just really prided myself on being busy all the time and yeah. being able to manage a bunch of different things. I yeah. am an organized person who can do that. Yes. Um I'm that thinking. was me a meant saying, yes, this is absolutely true about her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just now thinking about when I was in graduate school, recently married, I had four part-time jobs. Oh I would gosh. sleep like four or five hours a night, 
wake Ugh. up really early, do all my work before Nick like even got up and started like, my graduate school work and then would go to all these jobs. And I remember feeling like, I really have my life together. Like I am doing all these things. And it's true that I was able to juggle those things to an extent, but of course it started to wear on my health and yeah. I got burnout and that pattern continued many, many times <laughs> following yeah. that, um, where I burned out of different jobs. And I always felt like, oh, the problem was the job. The problem was my boss. Um, and those things, I mean, I think certainly did play a role, um, yeah. but it wasn't until I was running my own business and did the exact same thing that I was like, oh, <laughs> the problem wasn't only my boss. <laughs> I was playing a pretty key role here and really had to navigate a new way of doing things if I wanted curvy yoga to keep to keep going, honestly, yeah. uh, because it felt like I can either quit, which has been my pattern in the past, or find a different way to do things. Yeah. And that took a long time. It took a lot longer than I was comfortable with. Um, but now this is three plus years later, almost four. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, and then you and I together with Curvy Yoga have found a sweet spot of what we're really good at, what people are looking for and trying to stay in that synergistic place rather than just running around like I was with a chicken my, yeah. with my head cut off saying yes to every single thing. Totally. And what I have found is that when I was really busy, I would always be like, I have to get a massage. I have to uh, get a pedicure, like all these things that I felt like I had to do for myself, which I really did at that time need to do <laughs> um, because things were so like on the wire. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm less busy, I just don't need those things to survive. Right. They're more like, oh, this might be nice once a year or something like that. Yeah. Um, but just being less busy is its own self-care in like a big way. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Like yeah. that's what you, what you didn't need was a pedicure. You needed to get more than four hours of sleep at night. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, right. I'm not knocking pedicures. I love a pedicure. <laughs> Me too, but now I just do it for fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not because my life depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> That's right. so funny. What's your number okay, so three? My third and final one. I was thinking yesterday, like, what do I? I was like, this should be easier. Like, I should, I should know what I do for myself. <laughs> but I started kind of digging back to like different seasons of life, and I was thinking about it was, I guess, eight years ago when I became a single mom and. It was, things were financially, things were really tight and, um, I hadn't yet kind of like, I've definitely like embraced, uh, this idea of like provision, like we're always provided for and it's so great, but I was really stressed out about money. Um, then it just, it scared me and I was always worried and, um, we would have times where things would be really tight, but I would just feel like I have to do something that's not responsible. Mm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This entire podcast is about me not being responsible. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have like, I have to spend money on something that's not a necessity. Like I have to, you know what I mean? You know that yeah. feeling? 
Right. And so we have a store, a local store here in Nashville in Hillsborough Village called Pangea. Shout out to Pangea. <laughs> and they have, at the time I loved earrings, and they had a $6 earring rack. Mm. And they always had great earrings on it. And so when I would get that feeling, I would go to Pangea and I would let myself buy a $6 pair of earrings. Mm -hmm. And that's all I would buy. I would go in, like I would find the earrings. And I, it was so fulfilling (laughs) for so many reasons because I was able to, one, not spend a lot of money and get this thing that I really enjoyed, um, that like made me happy and brought me joy to have new earrings, um, it wasn't massively irresponsible. Right. Um, I didn't miss the $6. Like, I don't ever remember buying earrings and being like, man, I should not have spent those, that $6. But it was something that in that season of life, I had to give myself permission to do. Like, I had to let myself spend that $6. And it was, it literally, I probably did it like three or four times. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. But it was so big in that time of our lives for me to just kind of go, it's okay for you to do that. Like you can do that. Yeah. Just reminding yourself that you're still on the priority list. Yeah, totally. And it sounds like a little release valve for the budget too. Like (laughs) if you don't have to hold it quite as tightly for one, for one minute. Right. Yes. Totally. Yeah. It was just a minute. That's all it was because I was only looking at the $6 rack. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We're not talking about going thousands of dollars into debt or anything. No. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my third one is something I thought about this morning and I don't know why I didn't think about it before, but I'm glad I did. And it's reading. So Uh, yeah, I'm a huge reader. I always have been, um, And it just is something that gives my life so much joy. I feel like I learn new things. And there was a period of my life, really the one I was just describing in graduate school and then a little for a few years after, where I got kind of burnt out on reading, um, especially for enjoyment, because I had to read so much for school. And then when I started Curvy Yoga, I was reading a ton of business books because I didn't have experience. I don't have like an MBA or anything. Um (laughs) And then I, I don't know, I rediscovered it and was like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love reading. Yeah. And I never thought I would be an ebook person, but now I am totally an ebook person. Really? <laughs> yes. Because okay. I love having them like multiple books available easily at once. Okay. Because I'm often reading more than one book at, at a time. Like I'll kind of jump from a novel to a memoir or whatever. Um, And I find that to be a little bit easier, especially if I'm traveling or, you know, going to a coffee shop or whatever. And then I really got into the eBooks when I discovered that the library has eBooks. Wait, what? (laughs) What rock am I living under? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I hope you're not the only one who's first hearing about this. This is going to be so great for people. So yeah, the library has eBooks. So all you need is a library card. And then you can set it up, you know, however your library's website works. I don't know. But then you just get the books delivered to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to return them. Because I love going to the library in person, but I'm not going to go as often as I am getting books ebook. 
Yeah, so see, the days, returning part is what I really am bad about. So yeah. this is magical. They just take it back after three weeks. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> so now if somebody recommends a book, I just go and get on the wait list for it at the library. What? Um, or I check it out, but usually there's a bit of a wait list if it's something I've read about online or whatever. Um, and then, so those are the books I'm reading from the library. And then if I listen to your podcast or read your blog or I know you, I'll, then I buy those books. Um, okay. But yeah. it's great to be able to try books from the library because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not really not that, not that into this book. And then I just return right. it. Um, so That's yes, amazing. reading and eBooks from the library is my third. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so great. Yeah. You're going to have to try it. Yeah. We're totally going to try it. Yeah. It's great. That's so awesome. Okay. Ready for our next segment? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So next segment is called Curvy Collab. And what we will do during this segment is just share a resource, again, not necessarily related to yoga. Um, Anna or I will share something, um, or the person that we're talking to will share something that um, has been a good resource for them for whatever reason. So today I'm going to share... one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, not yoga related, it's fashion related. Um, but her Instagram name is Miss Christine. She's a blogger. So it's M S K R I S T I N E. Her blog is called Trendy Curvy. So it's trendycurvy.com. And I just love following her. I love her style. Um, I love her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> she's, it's an easy to read. She links you to everything that she's wearing. She'll tell you the size that she wears. I have literally DM'd her before and been like, what bra are you wearing with that shirt? Cause I need it. So, <laughs> um, and she responds. So, <laughs> um, I just love her feed. I love her blog. Um, check her out. She's a curvy girl. So, um, She's usually uh, wearing things from companies that have extended sizes or that are exclusively for plus sizes. So she's one of my favorites. Awesome. So we will definitely also link to that in the show notes so you can find her. Perfect. All right. Our next and final segment is curvy love notes. So we're going to share something we're grateful for this week. And I'll give a little shout out to our friends over at the Pantsuit Politics podcast who do a similar segment and were some inspiration for us. And you'll be hearing from one of the co-hosts of that podcast, Beth Silvers, in a few weeks because she's also a curvy yoga teacher and we interviewed her. So yes, we did. It's so good. (laughs) So, okay. What's your gratitude this week, Liz? So I am thankful, uh, this week for just some friends that I have, um, that have become more like family in the last few months, few years. They're kind of, um, you, we were talking about the news earlier. They are kind of comic relief from everything mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going on, which is just kind of nice sometimes to, in the middle of everything going on in the world, um, to just have people around that make you laugh. So I had a, a friend the other day, she was just kind of having a hard time in part because of everything that's going on. And, um, she was on Instagram complaining in her story about things and, 
So I put my kids to bed that night and I was like, I'm coming over. I brought her water because she was complaining about her skin breaking out. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, you need to drink more water. And all we did, it was late at night. We sat on the couch, we drank water and we watched TV. And it was just like a break. It was just a a break and a relief. So I'm just thankful for people that you can kind of just breathe around Mm -hmm. and make you laugh and that you can show up to their house with water in your pajamas and it's fine. Yeah, that's the best. (laughs) (laughs) The best, yeah. So we did not play on this, but mine is fairly similar. Um, So yesterday I was looking through my text history, looking for a message. And I just took a second to let it land how many different conversations I had going with how many uh, different of my female friends. Mm. And I was just like, I am so blessed to have so many wonderful women in my life. Um, Obviously, including you, we text like a million times a day. We do. (laughs) (laughs) And I always, whenever I hear people say like, oh, it's hard to be friends with women. I'm just like, I don't even know where this is coming from because I would be like, catatonic in the corner without my (laughs) women friends. (laughs) They really are such an important and essential part of my life. And I am very grateful for all of them. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. All right. You ready to wrap up this first episode? Yes, I'm ready. So to close, we're just going to take a deep breath together. So inhale, exhale, The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.